Welcome to Lessons in Life and Love with Rihanna Milne, where we show you how to have the positive mindset for success in all life areas. It's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Show 63 of the Lessons in Life and Love podcast. I'm your host and global life and love coach, Rihanna Milne, coming to you every Friday on the LessonsInLifeAndLove.com website and on my free app, Lessons in Life and Love on the go. I'm all about helping you transform your life in all areas into one that you're passionate about and to help you attract and have the love that you deserve. I'm on a mad mission to change the way the world loves. So you'll learn how to have emotionally healthy, evolved and conscious love and how to avoid toxic, painful, traumatic relationships, which seem too prevalent today. It's time to help you create that life that you desire and to have the love that you deserve. So if you have a personal concern, I invite you to meet with me for a Life and Love Transformation Discovery Session this week. Just sign up at my website, rihannamilne.com. So let's dive in, love angels and transformers. Today, our show is all about money. Can money buy happiness? Research shows you can use your hard-earned cash to improve the quality of your life. You just have to know what to spend it on. Today's discussion is from the Time Magazine edition of The Science of Happiness, New Discoveries for a More Joyful Life, and from the article written by David Futrell, F-U-T-R-E-L-L-E. Whoever said money can't buy you happiness just isn't spending it right. That's what the research says. How can you transform the money that you work so hard for into something approaching the good life? You know that there must be some connection between money and happiness, right? Because if there weren't, you'd be less likely to stay and work those late hours, struggle to try and save money, and invest it in a profitable way. The relationship between money and happiness is more complicated than you can possibly imagine. Much research done by economists and psychologists who have banded together to figure out the high and why and the why nots people are happy about their money and how it affects their moods has become quite interesting, especially why not? Why is it that the more money you have, the more you want? Why doesn't buying the big expensive home or the cool cell phone or buying that new fancy car of your dreams bring you more than just momentary joy? Money can indeed help you find more happiness, so long as you know just what you need to do with it, what you can and can't expect from it. Much of the research suggests seeking the good life at a store by buying expensive things is just futile. You need to recognize what you've been doing wrong. The new science of happiness starts with a simple insight. Most humans are never satisfied. We always think if we had just a little bit more money, we'd be happier. But when we get there, we're not. Indeed, they say the more that you make, the more that you want, and the more that you have, the less effective it is as bringing you joy. And that seems puzzling, doesn't it? Once you get past the basic human needs met with money, a lot more money doesn't make a lot more happiness, says a psychologist. Some research shows that going from earning less than $20,000 a year to making more than $50,000 makes you twice as likely to be happy. Yet the payoff for then surpassing $90,000 is slight. Now that surprises me because today I think a big goal for people is making that six figures. And years ago, six figures felt like a million bucks. (laughs) 
Today, that seems to be everybody's goal. While the rich are happier than the poor, and that does come clearly across, the enormous rise in living standards over the past 50 years hasn't made Americans happier. Why is this? Well, they say there's three reasons. You overestimate how much pleasure you'll get from having more. Humans are very adaptable creatures, so that's why you're never all that satisfied for very long when good fortune comes your way. I'm sure you've heard of the studies of people winning lottery tickets and they go out and they buy all this stuff, but they aren't much happier. As a matter of fact, most of them are broke within just a few years and worse off than they were before they bought that ticket. So while earning more makes you happier in the short term, you quickly adjust to your new way of living and your wealth and everything it buys for you. Yeah, most people get a thrill from the shiny new car and the big screen TV, especially if it's right before the Super Bowl, but then you soon get used to them and you start appreciating them. And this is what economists call hedonic adaptation. The satisfaction we gain from acquiring material things is fleeting. So we continue to shop in search of that initial burst of joy. This is where shopping addiction can come from. Even though stuff seldom brings you the satisfaction that you expect from it, you keep returning in search of more. More money can also lead to more stress, more obligations. The big salary that you pull from that high paying job may not buy you much in the way of happiness. I mean, it can buy you that big spacious house in the suburbs, but then all of a sudden you may have those problems of commuting. And many, many studies confirm if you love your job, that little slice of everyday hell that you call the commute in your car or in the subway or on buses in horrible traffic can really wear you down. It makes that wonderful job just seem less glorious. And although you can adjust to almost everything, as studies show, that stop-and-go traffic and that nightmare commute really gets tiring quickly. So soon, there is a leveling-off effect where more is not always better. Many people also endlessly compare themselves with the family next door or the cohorts in their working group. Happiness scholars have found that how you stand relative to others makes a much bigger difference in your sense of well-being than how much you make in an absolute sense. The group you're most likely to compare yourself with are what is called the similar others. The people you work with, or maybe the people you grew up with, went to school with, old friends. You have to think, I could have been that person. And there could be jealousy that steps in and interferes with that friendship or it also can just ruin your sense of enjoying what you have. Your happiness can depend a great deal on your neighbor's paychecks. If you compare two people with the same income with one living in a much richer area than the other, the person in the richer area reports being less happy. How about that? Your need for comparing yourself with the guy next door, like your tendency to grow bored with things that you acquire, even that you loved in the beginning, seems to be deeply rooted in human behavior. And that's called the inability to stay satisfied. You can afford to step off that hedonistic treadmill. The question is, how do you do it to reach a higher sense of happiness? If you want to know how to use the money you have to become happier, you need to understand just what it is that brings you happiness in the first place. And that's where the newest happiness research comes into play. One secret of happiness is people. Many studies show that having friends matters a great deal. 
Those with five or more close friends are 50% more likely to describe themselves as very happy than those with smaller social circles. Compared with the happiness increasing powers of human connection, the power of money looks kind of feeble. So do whatever it takes to invest in your friendships. I challenge you to ask this question, how many friends do you have? Good close friends, not acquaintances. And how long have these friends been in your life? The longer the time period of these friends, like I look at my girlfriends, my four core girlfriends, they've been in my life, one at age 19 and the other ones about 20 years that I've met in New Jersey. And my first long-term friend was my college roommate. So this tells you, are you able to hold on to friendships? Are you able to nurture them and invest your time and energy in friendships? If you don't have many close friends, don't wait around for someone to ask you. The best way to have a friend is be a friend. Call your friends and ask them out, even if it's just to meet for coffee. Call your friends. This is Gratitude Month, and I suggest you call them and tell them how much you care about them, how much you love them, and appreciate that they are there for you. That's a very important message that rarely friends give to each other. So what can you do to be a better friend? Even more important to your happiness is your relationship with your significant other. People in a happy, stable, committed relationship tend to be much more happier than those who are not. Studies from the 1970s to the 1990s say 40% of married couples say that they were very happy. Among the never married, only about a quarter were happy. But there's a good reason to choose wisely your marriage partner. Divorce brings misery to everyone involved, and those who stick it out in a terrible marriage are the most unhappiest of all. So if you have tried to patch up your marriage, you've tried marriage counseling or even better, relationship coaching that gives you real exercises and real advice on what to do, then I would suggest if you can't come to a happy medium if your children are in the midst of all this anger and acting out, you are now invoking childhood trauma. So it's really important that A, you try to get help, you don't ignore it. B, if they refuse to get help, that's their answer. They're refusing to make the relationship better. And C, you've got to do what is best for you and your kids. While a healthy marriage is a clear happiness booster, Studies of kids and happiness have come up with little more than a mess of conflicting data. When you take readouts of how people feel when they're taking care of their kids, they actually say they're not very happy. But if you ask them, they say that having kids is one of the most enjoyable things they do with their lives. Now me, as a lady of 62 years old, I look back at my two daughters, Stefana, who's 37, and Alexi, who's 36, and say it was the best thing I have done with my life. It was the most important job that I had. I raised very intelligent, outgoing, successful kids and who are great moms today themselves. However, I gotta tell you, it wasn't easy. Being a single mom when they were very young, I chose to leave that toxic relationship and marriage. That was not easy. I was in an area with no family supporting me and it was much harder to do my work and take care of my kids. Yet every weekend I carved in what I call adventure day, where we would go off on the best weather day and either take a trip out of town for a special lunch or just exploring. And I was up in Erie, PA, so we go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or down to Shadyside in Pittsburgh. 
up to Buffalo to have lunch on the marinas or go shopping or even just go to an amusement park, take a walk in the nature park near us, go to a museum, things like that, that create memories. It doesn't have to be expensive. It's just quality time together. Those are the memories that I look back on and enjoy the most. I also did world travel with my girls, something that I wanted them to come to love and to feel confident to travel the world. So doing that while they were young instilled that quality and they both always enjoy their travels as much as I do. And that's where I choose to invest my money very often in world travel because that brings me the most joy. So build joyful memories with your kids. Spend money on those times, vacations, explorations, museums, adventure days. Doing things can bring us more joy than having things. And that's what the research says. Our preoccupation with stuff brings across an important truth. The things that don't last create the most lasting happiness. So when you compare the pleasure you got from buying the most recent things, your stuff, with the experiences of a great vacation or a great adventure day that you might have spent a little bit of money on, those memories last forever. Experience tends to blossom as you recall them, not diminish. In your memory, you're free to embellish and elaborate on all the cool things that you did on that vacation. You forget the parts that were a hassle. You know, the plane ride that was bumpy or the bellboy that lost your luggage for an hour. You kind of forget about that and you hold on to the good memories. So the next time you think that arranging a vacation is more trouble than it's worth, or costs that you don't want to invest in, just remember the delayed impact that it can have on your happiness. The happiness levels of vacation are usually what people treasure the most. Of course, a lot of what you spend money on could be considered a thing, an experience, or a bit of both. People who are happiest or those who are best are wringing experiences out of everything they spend money on, whether it's enjoying dance lessons or a new course, that will bring them into a different career that's exciting and challenging for them. Those are important money investments as well. Applying yourself to something hard can make you happy because we're addicted to challenges and we're often far happier while working towards a goal than after we reach it. Challenges helps you attain what is called a state of flow or working in the zone. Total absorption in something that stretches you to the limits of your abilities, mental or physical. So go ahead and invest in that course that's going to bring you a new level of being or personal transformation or invest in that mastermind group where you're going to meet new exciting people that will challenge you and support you as you're growing your own business. The satisfaction you get in the end is greater than what you get out of the more passive pursuits. I remember sitting and writing my book, Love Beyond Your Dreams, which is over 400 pages, which is quite an amazing feat. And I set a goal of having it done from start to finish in six months. And I was so excited when I reached that goal. And I wanted it done before I moved from New Jersey to Florida. And I sent for the sample book and it didn't come to me. And then all of a sudden I show up at my Florida new town home and right against the door is my book package. And I'm like, yes, I did it before I reached my new place in Florida. 
my book is done. And just that level of satisfaction is a memory that I'll never forget. So challenge yourself to things, things that you want to do, a book to write, a course to take, a musical instrument that you want to learn. There's a lot of satisfaction in the process of gaining and going towards your dreams. They say people who watch a lot of TV tend to be less happy than those that don't. And I do see that TV watching or gaming, although that can be relaxing in short spurts, it also can be very addicting. The research shows to be truly happy, you need more in your life than just passive pleasures like television. You need to find activities that help you get into the state of flow. You can find flow at work if you have a job that interests and challenges you and gives you an ample control over your daily assignments. You know, most people do not like their jobs if they have a tyrant boss or the job is the same each and every day. A job that brings variety. This is one reason I love my job as a global life and love coach is because every client is different. Every client brings in new challenges and new goals that we are striving for. And to watch that personal transformation in their life is so exciting for me to see them reach their new level of happiness and love. We're going to pause a minute now for a word from our sponsor. Are you ready for a love relationship? Does your partner have any red flags you should be concerned about? Do you think you or they have childhood trauma? Go to rihannamilne.com and do the free love test. For a limited time, you can get an introductory offer on an assessment and private coaching to address your results and current concerns. We'll get to the bottom of what's keeping you stuck in life, love, or business. Learn how to move forward to reach your dreams. Get your love test and life and love discovery session at rihannamilne.com. That's rihannamilne.com. I look forward to seeing how I can help you best. Okay, we're back. Getting back into the workplace, studies show that workers would be happier to forgo as much as a 20% raise if it meant having a job with more variety. So see where you can work more variety into your daily workday. Experts are increasingly coming to view happiness as a talent, not an inborn trait. Exceptionally, happy people seem to have a set of skills, one that you too can learn. Now, this is what I call the mindset for success. It definitely is a new way of thinking. It's a way to take negative fear-based thinking and not make it feel so important in your life. It's a way to look at something that could be considered bad into a good thing. It's a way of not to panic or have anxiety and stress over something and looking at the solutions in a different way. The mindset for success has gotten me through a lot of difficult and tough transitions. If I didn't have that, plus my sense of spirituality, I don't know how I would have gotten through many of the things I had to endure. If you're curious about that, pick up my book, Live Beyond Your Dreams, From Fear and Doubt to Personal Power, Purpose and Success, because that is all about the mindset for success, some of the challenges that I had to go through, and how the mindset for success got me through with ease. Happy people don't waste time dwelling on unpleasant things. They tend to interpret difficult events in a positive way. They aren't bothered by the success of others. As a matter of fact, we cheer them on. We feel happy for them because we figure if they can do it, we can do it too. During a research, when people are asked who they compared themselves with 
the less happy went on and on and on. And the researcher said the happy people didn't know what we were talking about. They don't compare. They don't spend their time and their energy on negative jealousy and comparisons. Instead, they focus on what they can do in life, not what they can't do. And they have their goals set up for them to stay focused on their success and accomplishments. And when you're used to being in a mastermind group, you're very happy for those that have had reached the success levels. And then they can become your mentors and they tend to want to help you out because you're cheering them on. So get yourself to spend less and appreciate what you do have more. Try counting your blessings. Those who did exercises to cultivate the feelings of gratitude, such as keeping weekly journals, ending up feeling happier, healthier, more energetic, and more optimistic than those that do not. And this is what we're talking about the whole month of November, which I call Gratitude Month. We don't just wait to the day of Thanksgiving. From Veterans Day on is a time for me to reflect on A, first of all, being very grateful. I live in America, being grateful for our civil servants and our soldiers who help us live in the land of freedom. And every day, you know, I give gratitude in my meditations. This is on a normal basis all year long. And we tend to be much happier people. We remember what we do have. We count our blessings. And stuff isn't so important. It is experiences. It is peace. It's that feeling of security. It's our joy in our work and helping our fellow man. Research consistently shows that, yes, money can play a role in your well-being and your level of joy, but not for the reasons that you think. Here are some of the new rules for a healthier approach to wealth and happier spending. First, shopping isn't the best approach. Acquiring material things, as I said, can still leave a person feeling empty. Shopping for something you don't need brings only a short-term lived high, and being frugal can be joyful. That's number two. Many discovered higher levels of happiness in tough times after scaling back their lifestyle and not worrying so much about how they measured up against their neighbors. They took joy in the simple things of life, in their friendships and in gathering together. Three, more isn't always better. Global happiness readings routinely show that the richest countries are not the happiest. In fact, some poor ones land near the top of the chart. Others closely link peace and general prosperity with happiness. U.S. and Germany and other rich nations still fall far down the list in the happiness scale. Four, splurge for experiences, not things. According to Happify, H-A-P-P-I-F-Y, a well-being website, 57% of Americans say experiences make them happiest, especially those that bring them together with family and friends and provide a memorable story. They're all linked to their personal values and are unusual or fun memories. Again, spending on things like a TV or a home may not make us happier, but spending on leisure time does wonders for our disposition by reducing loneliness and boosting optimism. Do things that are fun and challenge you, like go for zip lining or climb down a big rocky mountain to get to the base of a waterfall. These are experiences that really would bring you fun and joy. Five, spend it on someone else. There's one way 
More money makes us happier. That's by spending it and giving it towards others. Giving provides innate pleasures and makes you feel like you're doing your human good. The reason we're here on this earth is to help others. How can you help others even in the smallest ways? Number six, your salary can't save you. Money plays a role in happiness for sure. But after a person has enough income to meet basic needs, additional income seems to have little impact. In the U.S., the magic income number seems to be 75000 a year, according to research conducted over past decade. Now, recently, I am hearing the numbers that people aim for is 100000 Six figures seems to be the goal. Now, this $75,000 a year goal was research over the past decade. So what I'm hearing might be more recent. Happiness generally rises with income to that level. But beyond this threshold, there's little effect on day-to-day happiness, though overall life satisfaction continues to rise with income. It reminds me of people that I know that started in coaching to want to make a difference in people's lives. And then they just want to grow bigger and bigger. And then they take on big staffs, five or six people. And then they hold huge masterminds, group conferences where they are working their tails off 12, 14 hour days, seven days a week to create this mastermind where there's hundreds of people there. And it's constant work stress and numbers And what comes in constantly goes out to a large staff. It's funny, my daughter told me, who is a high-powered coach, that many of her friends who are making a million dollars as a coach are horribly unhappy. And they are scaling back on everything and simplifying their lives and just taking on -on one-on-one clients, no staff, and helping those that ask to be helped. It's a much better, simpler system bringing quality of life. The most precious commodity for most people nowadays is time. You can't get time back. You have to equate what is it worth? What is the time spent worth to the money coming in the door? Can you be more frugal in one areas to save for an experience that you would treasure all year round? For example, maybe not going out a lot to eat, but saving that money instead for a vacation trip, a cruise to the Mediterranean, something that you would always remember. Ask yourself, are you saving enough money or spending too much? What is it that's really important to you? What is it that you've wanted to do or see? What is your bucket list that's important to you for the rest of your life that you want to aim for, that the money you earn will make a difference and bring you the memories that you'll cherish forever. We'll be right back. A word from our sponsor. Are you feeling down, lonely, fearful, and frustrated when it comes to dating? Have you had repeatedly toxic dates and relationships, but swear it will be better next time? Well, there's a reason you keep attracting the same type of partner. It's called childhood trauma. Now, I know what you're thinking. Your childhood was pretty normal. I thought so too. But research shows 90% of us have at least one to three of the 10 described childhood traumas. Do you want to find out what yours might be? Just download my free ebook at havetheloveyoudeserve.com. That's havetheloveyoudeserve.com. And let's begin your journey to healing and personal transformation in both life and love relationships. 
Okay, we're back. When it comes to the science of love, happiness, and money, I hope this research helps you to look at your life a little bit differently today. Make a goal for yourself for your brand new year coming up, 2020. What is it that you want to buy in an experience that would bring a ton of joy to you? Make a vacation fund, or if you wanted to buy something, a new musical instrument, or just some experience, or maybe it is the new home if you've been a renter and you want a modest home, start that fund today and ask yourself, do I really need this or do I just want it for now before you make an investment in something? Find out where your money addictions are. Are you someone that goes to Starbucks every morning? Well, if you stop that habit and put that money into a vacation jar, you would save up quite a bit of money every month. My downfall can tend to be CVS or a similar pharmacy. I could go in there and easily pick up 15 things, but I'll go in there with a set list in my mind and only pick up those things and then leave. That will save me money. So where's your little habit spending place? <laughs> Rework that. If you're someone that always orders takeout, then try and stop that habit and start cooking for yourself healthier foods. Again, you'll be amazed at the money that you save. If you happen to be someone that grew up with trauma number nine, family trauma, and remember struggling around lack of money in your childhood, hearing that there's not enough money to go around, there's not enough money for food, you can't buy the nicer clothes or the things you desired because there wasn't enough money, then that is a mindset that needs some help and healing. People that don't heal from this lack mindset can tend to overspend and even become hoarders or just the opposite, live a very cheap life and yet make a lot of money but not spend any or enjoy it. They're too afraid that there will never be enough. You can change and heal this lack mentality. This is one thing that I cover in great detail with my clients who are in for life and love transformation coaching. Should you need help, don't hesitate to reach out. Okay, my love angels and transformers, I hope this show brought you a lot of good tips and suggestions for you to look at money and happiness in a new way for the new year 2020. That's all we have time for today. I have great gratitude for you and I appreciate you sharing the love and the mission of helping me change the way the world loves by sending the show link to your friends that you love and care about. Please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and give me a five-star rating as us podcasters really appreciate that. And do leave a comment on what you liked about this show. If you want to learn something in an upcoming podcast episode, just reach out to me on the lessonsinlifeandlove.com website. You can easily also share the show from there. Remember, you can reach out for help from me during the week at any time at my website, riannamilne.com, and get my free ebook at havetheloveyoudeserve.com. And as always, I am here to help you create the life that you desire and to have the love that you deserve. Have a very blessed, fabulous, and grateful week. We want to thank you for joining us on this episode of Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. Go to RihannaMilne.com for more resources. If you're really ready to take action to improve your life or love situation, apply now for a session with Rihanna. And remember, it's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve.